Welcome to the Unstoppable Grit Podcast, where we dive into the mindset shifts and practical tools to help you break through the roadblocks standing between you and achieving your goals. I'm your host, Danielle Kobo, a former Fortune 500 senior sales manager who spent 15 years in the medical device industry and now the best-selling author of the book, Unstoppable Grit. Think of this podcast as your go-to source for career advice and burnout prevention strategies to help you build a career and life you love. Now let's get started. Ready to take your career to extraordinary heights? Crafting a personal brand is a key. It's an essential way of getting noticed, showing off the unique skill set that could help launch your future success. Open the doors to new opportunities, whether you want to move into a new role or drive sales. In this episode, we discuss how to create a winning personal brand. Today's guest is Chelly Phillips. With over 20 years of corporate experience, along with 14 years of mentoring graduates entering the workplace, she creates programs to help people get noticed for all the right reasons in the workplace. Shelly, I'm so excited for you to be joining the podcast today. Before we jumped on, you were telling me this story and you called it this Fruit Loop story and it's so powerful. And I would love for you to share with our listeners what this Fruit Loop story is and how it transformed your life. It's one of those things where you either have to take a moment that happens and go, I'm going to let it define me or I'm either going to move past it and move on and show the world what I have to offer. My Fruit Loop story is that one where I said it was the kick in the pants that I needed to be able to do some of the things that have come down the road since that all happened. But to give your listeners an update from what we were talking about is I was sharing with you earlier that I had worked for a company for about 21 and a half years and we had a management change. Our previous CEO retired, a new one came in, and I really lost my seat at the table. The person that came in did not value the I was in communications and PR, and they didn't really value the benefit that added to the company. They didn't understand why we should spend money on it. We didn't understand why we did layouts the way we did layouts or why we featured what we featured or even the graphical design behind things like why do you put headlines and pictures the way that you do. And I was working an event one night on a Friday because PR marketing folks are the ones that work on weekends and conferences and all that kind of stuff. And Everybody else is at home at night with their family during those times. And I got an email because I had sent him a proof of a newsletter layout. And in it, basically, he was berating the whole piece about what was wrong with it, why we didn't want these messages, why I shouldn't use these pictures, and ended it with a comment that seems to me that you must have got your skills from a box of Fruit Loops. It was one of those moments where you were just taken so aback by it. And of course, I was at a place with other people around. And if you know me, I'm pretty transparent. You can look at my face and tell what I'm thinking most of the time. And so here it is. I'm reading this email and I know my face is reacting and people are looking at me like, what's wrong? And I'm like trying to hold it together, not say what I'm thinking, not doing any of these things that you shouldn't do in public and make it through the event and have a mini meltdown when we're packing up and loading up and have a long conversation with a friend of mine. And they're like, this is ridiculous. Of course, And I go home that night and all the way home, I cry all the way home because it's like, I'm not so much upset as I'm just so mad at the situation. And I get to the house and my husband's like, okay, who do I need to go beat up? Like, what happened? Like, how do you come home like this from an event? 
explain to him. And of course, then he's mad and we're all mad and this makes for a great weekend. And I was sitting on the couch that same weekend. And this is where I tell people that you never know what connections that you've made in the past are really going to come back and help you. So it's so important that you nurture those relationships that you have along the way. A colleague sent me some information about another job that was available in a different state. And it was a promotion, a substantial increase in pay. And because of what happened the night before, I was like, sure, why not? Fired off the email, filled out the thing and said, let's go apply. And lo and behold, I got the job. I tell everybody it was that Fruit Loop moment that allowed me to walk away from something and really realize the value that I brought and really reconnect with what I had to offer someone and the skills that I brought to the table. I could have chosen to stay where I was because, you know, there were a lot of people that thought you're leaving after 20 something years, you're vested in all the retirement. You've got all these years in there. What are you thinking? Why are you walking away? Just deal with it for a couple more years and you'll be fine. But I knew me. I'm not someone that can just show up and do status quo. And I was afraid I would turn into that if I stayed, that I would just go through the motions. I would never care what happened anymore. And the people that worked around me would begin to feel that vibe too. I took the chance and used that as an incinerator to like really say, okay, let's go make something of ourselves. And that's given me the chance now to create my own business, to be able to help people share their own stories in a way that connects them with great opportunities. And I really get where they're coming from. When you're stuck someplace that doesn't feel congruent to you anymore, then it really does take a toll, not only on your work life, but you bring all that home with you every day too. So the people around you, your friends you have lunch with, they're like, oh, what happened to this person we used to really like? So that's my Fruit Loop moment and how I used it and how it really set me on this path to really learning how to use your personal brand and how to use it to set yourself up for success. That comment just shakes you at the core. What a deflating comment to receive. Here you've put your time and effort and commitment to this organization for 20 years. And that's the response that you get to the efforts that you've put in and the loyalty that you've put into the organization. That must have felt so deflating. Oh, yeah. And it was really amazing to me the difference that one person could make. I don't say this raggardly, but I had a bookshelf full of awards from the industry that I was in. I should have been really confident in myself and what I did. But having that person constantly pick apart everything that you did or make you defend it or whatever, it really did pick apart the confidence that I had in what I did. And it took a little bit to gather it all back together and be like, oh, wait a minute. No, they're the ones that don't know what they're talking about. I'm the one with the skill. Why am I even listening to this? It was super deflating for a while. And it's really funny now, like when I walk down the stores, like a grocery store, a big box store or something like that, and I see the box of Fruit Loops, I said, it automatically makes me think of that. And now it's a fun thing because I want to go back and go, I need to send this person a thank you note for being the biggest jerk I've ever known in my life. And I heard story after story of moments like that, where people have either been laid off, they've been fired, they've been demoted, or they've just had these moments where they've been in such a toxic work environment that sometimes that becomes the kick in the butt to get out of a situation. And and those moments were in these work environments that are toxic and could be have a drastic effect, a dramatic effect on our confidence. And it takes time to rebuild that. But as you've shared, you've taken this difficult situation, this challenging situation, and you've turned it into the greater. And I've seen other people before do that myself included, I was in a very toxic work environment. And then similar to you, 
left the organization and now becoming an author and podcast host, things I never would have imagined if it wasn't those challenging situations of getting through. And you're right. People don't want to always leave organizations. It can take one either toxic colleague or a bad manager that can lead to a culture that does not align with your core values. What advice would you give to somebody? Maybe we're going through a period right now. I was just having a conversation with somebody. Amazon just laid off 10,000 people. Salesforce just laid off 10,000 people. Microsoft just laid off 10,000 people. Companies, especially in the tech world, are going through layoffs. What advice would you recommend for somebody who is possibly going through a layoff and how they can develop their brand? The one thing that I would really tell them is that don't forget that you are your biggest asset. And the thing about that is that when you're looking for the next opportunity and you're looking what's out there, is that you control that narrative. People are going to see what you put out there. They're going to find your message. And it's never too early or too late to start cleaning up that message and putting it out there. I tell some of my clients all the time is that no one's going to pay you what you're worth, only what they think you're worth. And the great thing about that is that we control how people think about us. And there's a lot of things that we could do that can really help boost how they think about us and how they relate to us and how we become the person that is top of mind, like, oh, I want to spend eight hours a day with them at the office. They have this great personality, I said, or they have the skill set that we need. And so being real intentional about it and getting real clear on what it is, what kind of opportunities it is that you want to attract to you. Is probably the first step in being able to put that brand out there in a way that sets you up for success. I have been seeing, and we talk about branding, and I know that some of the conversation has been about whether you've been laid off or terminated. But as what I'm hearing you say too is whether you have been laid off or terminated, or even working for an organization, when you develop and you invest in your personal brand, you then showcase your skills beyond that what sometimes people may see from the day to day. And a lot of the leadership programs that I've been facilitating right now, we talk about personal branding and we talk about if you're in a position where you want to get promoted into that next level within an organization, what are some ways that you can demonstrate your leadership skills, not only in the day-to-day when you're working within the organization, but also how can you take a broader approach to that, possibly showing your leadership skills online, whether it's posting on LinkedIn or posting on Facebook or Instagram. And there's so much value in that. The first thing that I tell everybody is that you have to develop that success mindset first, because there's a couple of things. I'm a good Southern girl. I was raised in the South. My mom was always like, you don't talk about yourself. That's wrong. That's not right. You shouldn't go around bragging. And the first thing that I think people need to get past is that branding yourself isn't bragging. It doesn't have to be done in a way that's boastful or a way that's offensive. It can be done in a way that you're just sharing a success milestone with people and you're asking other people to celebrate that moment with you or you're wanting to share an achievement that happened. And one of the best ways, if you're already a leader in an organization and you're wanting to make that next step, one of the best ways that you can do that is by sharing team achievements and talk about how as a part of this team, you have been able to accomplish these things together. And when you're taking off the spotlight that it's not all about me, that I've been able to help develop XYZ skills and showcase the talent that I'm able to grow and develop and nurture underneath me, that sets yourself up as the kind of leader that they want in the next position. Because we're always looking for people who can grow other people. And we don't always say that in our job descriptions. 
but you want to be around some people that understand that collaboration and that getting to know their team on a personal level really matters because it really is all about being able to connect with people. And one of the ways that you connect with them is by being authentic, by being real, and by being consistent. And being authentic means sometimes, too, we talk about the fails that we have and how we dealt with them. A personal brand, I tell everybody, it doesn't have to be perfect. It just has to be perfectly you. And I don't win every day. There's days that I get up and I'm like, okay, here we go. And you come home at night and go, well, I can say I made it till five and I got here, but I can't say that the rest of the day was really great and that everything went the way I wanted it to go. Being able to share those moments too and those takeaways and how you're going to improve and how you're going to do that is also a piece of branding. And it sets you up as a kind of person that is real and that people are not afraid to invest in because if you can overcome a failure and you can turn it around to good, you're going to do that. And if you're doing it in your personal life, you're going to do that in your work life as well. Not being afraid to share some of the things that I call are not the most pretty moments in life are some of the ways that we actually connect. We were talking earlier about the power of connecting and it comes through emotion. And one of the way we do that is by telling stories. I have a client that I worked with that was wanting to change industries. And he had been in banking for years and years and was really interested in real estate, but not just home sales or things like that. He was really interested in being able to connect people with second properties, vacation properties or rental properties and things like that. And as I dug deeper into it, the thing that he told me was that he had always been interested in it because his dad had a rental property and he would go with him on weekends to do the handyman fix up stuff. And he'd get to meet the people that live there. But the real reason that he loved it was because that rental income was their vacation fund. And he connected the rental house with vacation and fun and family. When we were working on his LinkedIn and some of the profile work that we were doing with that, I told him, you have to tell that story somehow in your summary area. You've got to be able to connect with people. And it shows, A, this has been a lifelong passion. It's not something I'm just changing willy-nilly and making a decision midlife to change something. But I've always been interested in this. Even while I was doing my other work, I was still keeping up with what was going on in the industry. And when you're sharing that and you're connecting with them, people who want that property for investment income or they want it for extra things for their family, they're going to relate to him because they know he understands where they're coming from. And that sets him up to be able to get more clients even so down the road. Getting clear on that story and being willing to share some of the inner workings of yourselves is super powerful when you're building your brand. Are you feeling burnt out and overwhelmed? Want to advance your career or find a new job? Maybe you want to build an impactful and profitable business. I left a highly successful Fortune 500 sales career to help people develop the grit, resilience, and courage necessary to thrive in a complex and changing market. In the show notes, you will find free workbooks with tips and strategies for attracting your dream job, advancing your career, preventing burnout, and building a business. Take advantage of your free workbook by downloading it now. Brene Brown, I was re-watching her TED Talk on vulnerability. And this is a great reminder about the moments that we are vulnerable and we share the challenges we've gone through and what we've learned along the way, the lessons we've learned along the way can be the inspiration that somebody needs to hear. There's a relatability to it. There's a connection aspect to it. It's like somebody 
hears their story is like, oh, I've gone through that too. I'm not the only one that's there. And this is what I learned and this is what you learned. And now we can possibly combine those together and take different approaches in the future. And I love to see when CEOs, when executives, when leaders step up and have the courage to be vulnerable, because I often find that I have much more respect for those individuals. And I want to get to know them when they step up and they're courageous with their vulnerability and authenticity. Yeah, it really does connect you on that human level. And that's the person that you're going to want to work for. That's the person that you're going to want to strive for that extra effort for. When you have that connection with them and you're like, oh, they're like me, or oh, they care about the same things that I care about. That's why it's important that your value shows through, not just value in the fact that this is the skill I bring to the table, but what you value as a person. What is your moral compass? What is it that you're passionate about and why? That's why it's important for those things to show up when you're creating this brand online as well. What's the old sales adage that we buy from people that we know, like, and trust? It's the same thing. We want to work for people that we know, like, and trust as well. When you're doing that, you're creating that layer on layer on layer effect of what they're seeing when they meet me in person is the same thing as what they're seeing when they're reading my profile online, or if they hear me at a conference, or if they run into me at the grocery store. I'm going to be the same person that they meet everywhere. And each encounter, whether it's a digital encounter or whether it's an in-person encounter, just builds to that and helps cement that foundation that you're creating. I'm glad you mentioned the customer element because we've talked a lot about leadership. And if you're in a position where possibly you're looking for a new job, but that customer element is also key as well. I remember a time where I was leading a team, had five states. I was on the road. This particular year, I spent 250 nights in a hotel. And often my top customers, I only saw once to twice a year. Obviously, they were being supported by their local sales team, but I didn't see them as frequently. And it's really hard to connect with your customers when you don't have that frequent touch point. And so I started to post on Facebook, started to post on Instagram and started to connect with these customers and posting pictures of my kids and posting different places that I'm going. And I remember this moment when I went to go visit one of my customers and she pulled me aside and she said, thank you so much for coming in today. I know how busy you are and I know that you're all over the place and I really appreciate you coming in. And she said, oh, by the way, I love seeing posts of you. And now even today, I love seeing posts of your kids. And I feel like I get to know you on a different level. Whether you're in a leadership role and you're trying to connect with your employees, or if you are wanting to connect with your customers, the personal branding, let people get to know you professionally and personally. That is the key to connection is what I'm hearing today. I look at it a lot like the old networking events that all the Chamber of Commerce is used to have, like, let's go change business cards. And we don't really do that anymore. Where we connect with people is on our social media platforms. Yeah, LinkedIn is the one that we go to for our career. We're looking for a job. And that's the one that probably if you're applying for a job, someone's going to scope you out on there before they bring you in for an interview. But the general world, when you're encountering people, your coworkers, and even your clients and your customers, they're not going to go to LinkedIn necessarily first. They're going to look at your Instagram. They're going to look at your Facebook. Or they're going to just do a Google search and see what pops up. I'm guilty. I said, I do that now when I go to conferences and I run into somebody and I'm like, oh, I'll Google them and see what I can see about them and go, 
oh, that is either how they came across or that's not what I was expecting at all. And that determines, do I go find them the next day and want to connect more or not? People do that in real life too. It really is important, that foundation that we lay and what we're putting out there. And that brand really does become our differentiator. It's what makes us stand out from someone else. And in the case of sales, it can be what makes that person a repeat customer instead of a one-time customer. Maybe their encounter was good, but it was, okay, well, it's said and done. Why would I call them back again? Maybe I give somebody else a try the next time. But if they connected you with you in a way, whether it's we both have kids and I see that they're doing this, or we both like mountain climbing, or we both like beaches or whatever it is, you're going to be the person that comes to mind first because they have made that connection, either in how subtle it is. It's going to help down the road for you to build that repeat business. That connection sparks a conversation when you're able to connect and you're talking, as you said, where's that relatability aspect? Is it a particular hobby that you share? I know for me, it's a lot of times it's, oh, you're military, I'm military. We get it. You've got twins. I've got twins. It's just those little moments that you get to see in people's personal lives and you like pull back the curtain, you get to see what they am on social media that create the relatability, the connection and spark that conversation. Absolutely. Thank you so much for joining today. I know that you have a gift for our listeners. We've talked about the value of branding yourself. Now let's get into the how. And I know you've got some tools to help our listeners as well. Yeah, absolutely. I love this part of it. This creation part of it is like diving in and seeing how do we make your voice heard? How do we showcase you the way that you want to be showcased so that you either attract clients or you attract opportunities? that are going to be in line with who you are and what you want to do. One of the first steps to doing that is really creating your own personal branding statement. And it just really helps you narrow down and get really clear and focused on who do I want to talk to? Is it recruiters? Is it certain type of industry? Is it certain type of clients? Or it just helps you get really focused on that. And then what do you want them to know about you? What is it a skill? Is it a talent that you bring to the table? Is it an offering that you have? Is it a passion that you have to serve a certain type of community or a certain type of organization? All of that's built into who your personal brand is. And I think developing that personal branding statement is such a strong piece and such an important piece of doing that is I've got a worksheet that people can download that will walk them through creating their own personal branding statement. And it's going to end up being just a couple of sentences that you can use and that you can really wrap your head around and that you can share with people. It can become your elevator pitch if you want to when you're out at meetings or whatever. But it'll really just set the foundation for, do I want to post this? And the easy answer is, does it match my personal branding statement? And if it does, then yeah, post it. And it'll get you set up to get started thinking about it in that way. But you can go to my website, which is chellyphillips.com and do backslash build my brand, all one word. And you'll be able to download that for free and get started building your brand today. And I'll be sure to include that link into our show notes. So for those of you that are listening, just go ahead and scroll down on this episode and that link for that will be included in the show notes. Thank you so much for joining. I really appreciate it. Valuable insights on the power of developing a personal brand and how it could help the trajectory of long-term success within our career. It's been a pleasure to be here. I would just encourage everyone is don't forget that brand doesn't have to be perfect to get started. And the old proverb that's out there, 
is that when's the best time to plant the tree? Well, yesterday was the best time to plant it, but today is not too late either. So get started building that brand. Oh, I love that. I love that. Thank you. Thanks so much. Thank you for listening to the Unstoppable Grit podcast with Danielle Cobo. If you found today's episode resonating and inspiring, kindly take a moment to craft a review. Your review holds the potential for Apple and Spotify to share the Unstoppable Grit podcast with others. Furthermore, consider extending the ripple effect by sharing this episode with those around you, family, friends, colleagues, and anyone who could benefit from the insights and stories shared here. Also, be sure to visit daniellecobo.com for more resources on cultivating resilience and unleashing your inner grit. We'll be back soon with another empowering episode. Until then, be unstoppable.